I'm so excited. My friend Tracy Beans is here from UncoverDC.com. If you don't know UncoverDC.com, I question whether or not you and I can be friends. Uh, Tracy Beans, welcome back. I'm I'm thrilled you're here because I, I have many questions for you, but I also have some props for you too. So hello. Hello, Mike. It's good to be here. Um, the last time we talked, or maybe it was like three or four times ago we talked in the distant past, you had explained to me the situation in Wuhan, China, well ahead of the outbreak of the COVID and explained how you had done some really serious background work showing that the the military maybe uh, had been involved in bringing COVID to America because our American military took part in a gigantic exercise of other military competing in Wuhan. And then they all came back through Seattle, Tacoma and golly, Bob, howdy. It was the Seattle area, Kirkland, Washington, where COVID broke out. It turns out you were about a year and a half ahead of the game. It was really, so, yeah, March of 2020 is when we put out that story. What we did was we used the CDC's influenza-like illness data to track when the first likely COVID cases were here, and it was much, much earlier than they had originally said. As a matter of fact, Mike, um, we just published today something called Uncover COVID, which is an ebook free available for everybody that they can look through all of our reporting on COVID thus far by topic. It's really something amazing. I hope everyone goes and checks it out. Yeah, I do too. So UncoverDC.com, free ebook, Uncover COVID. Now you've given me my weekend beach reading. I appreciate it. Yes, very good. Yeah, see, I'm not watching the NFL because they stink. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they make me angry with all the protesting and things and all the all the wokeness. So I, I avoid on Sundays the NFL and I read and that's my quiet time. And I'll be reading uh, Uncover COVID. Let's talk about the audits because there are audits that are now starting to give us information specifically let's talk about what happened in arizona if i look at the media coverage the mainstream media coverage on the audit report out of arizona you would think nothing to see here joe biden won which we we all admit joe biden is our president of these here united states of america and no one's taking him out and putting in donald trump but there were some things uncovered in the arizona audit that would give one pause and make one think, hey, we have some problems here that need to be addressed, fixed, and maybe some people need to go to jail? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, Mike, the um, the entire Maricopa County election should be discounted based on what they found in this forensic audit. We'll just take one line item, one line item from the ballot envelopes, okay? So they did a forensic examination of the ballot envelopes and the ballot signatures and stuff like that. And they found that there were 17,126 duplicate ballots counted, which would mean that people had their vote counted twice. They sent in more than one ballot, sometimes two, sometimes three, and sometimes four. And the majority of these duplicates went into the vote totals after November third. Hmm. So given that the margin of victory in Arizona was only 10,700 something votes, I believe the 17,000 votes are enough to put that election into question and forget about who won, whether it was Trump or Biden, there's enough there to say, we don't know who won because there were dual votes. Wow. 
And why were those votes counted twice? Does anyone bring that question forward? That is a question that was asked and there is no answer for. And part of the reason there are no answers for a lot of these questions is because the Maricopa Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refused to um, participate and refused to collaborate with the audit team. It's almost like as if, you know, your company was being audited and the company said, yeah, you're on your own, figure it out, guys, and wouldn't answer any questions about processes or how things were handled um, or anything like that. And I mean, that's like literally the tip of the iceberg on this audit. That's nothing compared to what they found. We're just about to publish another column today that um, goes into the ballot images and the ballot paper, two other huge topics that pull into question probably a close to 260,000 more votes in Arizona. Wow. That, that's just amazing. Uh, I can't believe this. And the first topic, though, the 17,000, those were mail-in ballots, right? Yes. Okay. These were mail-in ballots where they examined the ballot envelopes with a very, very low criteria of specificity, i.e. they gave a lot of leeway in what they were examining on those envelopes, but they were able to identify duplicates based off of people's you know, names and signatures. Hmm. And just yesterday or two days ago in California, mail-in ballots became the law of the land forever and ever and ever as the governor signed a new order making it so. Gee, I wonder if that would make California uh, ripe territory for the same kind of situation. I think that California has been this way for quite some time, um, and now they're just solidifying it. And look, we've been talking about election integrity since you know November, even before November of last year. And it, you, the, the, the legacy media and the way that they've presented this to the people is even making people who probably were on their side before scratch their heads. Because I had a number of people who live in New York that are lean to the left, Mike, call me and say, OK, what's going on here? There's no way that this is actually true. After experiencing, you know, six, seven months of Joe Biden, we know he's not more popular than Obama. What's going on here? And I'd, I've had to send them our work. And, you know, there's so much more. There's criminality here in that they caught. Um, so there are logs right on the on the computers from yeah. a cybersecurity standpoint. They caught somebody writing, you know, running a script that would overwrite those logs, making the data that was in them before, you know, non-existent. And they were able to go back on the security cameras, find the person from Maricopa County who was in there running those scripts to do that the day before they handed over these computers. And so that person's name has gone off to the attorney general in Arizona, who has a vested interest in making sure that criminality is prosecuted for several reasons, one of which being he's running for Senate there, and he would like to be the person who single-handedly prosecuted election fraud from the general. So how long does it take for this person to be frog-marched out of whatever office or home they're in and brought up on charges? I I don't think it's going to take very long. They're obviously launching investigations. He said he was going to be doing so. I know the Senate there has sent over a list of criminal, you know, criminal actions along with names where they they had them. Um, We're seeing people kind of resign now, run in the other direction. It's, uh, It's really something to behold. And again, this is this is nothing what we're talking about today um, as compared to the totality of these reports, all of which they wish you wouldn't read for yourself, but you can. They're linked inside of our article or you can go to the Arizona Senate Republicans website and read all of this for yourself. OK, Tracy Beans from UncoveredDC.com. How do we answer 
the people on the other side of the aisle who say this is just sour grapes? Um, there's really nothing that we're going to be able to say to those people anymore. I don't think that there's anything that could convince them that there was actually fraud in the 2020 election because they've been so brainwashed, Mike, honestly. But you can just tell them, here's ten dollars. I'm handing it to you. <laughs> um, count it for me. Three of it is monopoly money. Right. How many pieces of paper do you have in your hand? Ten. How many can you spend at a store? Seven. You're going to get the same count every time you count those dollars. Three of them are counterfeit. Does it matter that the totals match? See, I think this is the kind of explainer that we need for people like me who just our brains are so scrambled by all of the denial, denial, denial. And the fact that we have been called crazy for the last uh, year and a half or whatever it is when we said we were concerned about election integrity. But once you break it down that way and say, look, here's what here's what the audit by Dr. Shiva showed that the there were 17,000 mail-in ballots. And again, this is the tip of this gigantic iceberg that shows there's a serious problem with the integrity of the election as it as it was in Arizona, one out of 50 states. And, and I'm not saying every state has questionable stuff going on, but there were certain states that were a lot more questionable than others, and they were also a lot more important than others. And you wonder if there was a connection between that weird behavior and those important states, you know, as if it were planned in some yeah, way, well, shape, or form. Yeah, place. absolutely. Absolutely. You just say to them, say, say to people who are saying it's sour grapes, look, what if it's Joe Biden that lost out on all those votes because of the duplicates? What if it's an African-American person who cast the vote but had it nullified by a duplicate vote from somebody that voted for President Trump? Don't you care about that vote? You're always talking about equality, um, making sure that everybody can vote, making sure people can do it easily. There are so many votes being nullified by illegal votes that you don't know whose vote's being nullified. That's why we love her. Tracy Beans is her name. Go to find Tracy and all of the other good work being done, journalism being done at UncoverDC.com. And get the ebook, the COVID ebook. I'm going to get it myself. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Mike. 